Yo, Steve, we have liftoff. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. Glad to be back here. I'm here with producer Steve, and uh, we got some little bit of basketball to talk here today, Steve. Uh, not much has happened this week. We got summer league going on, and we're still waiting for that Dame news to drop. But although we did get we yeah. all we did get a little uh, taster here, maybe uh, something's going to happen uh, there in basketball, and then uh, we'll talk some uh, baseball, talk some all star recap, uh, trade. The trade news is are heating up in baseball as well as we get kind of ready for the second half to get, get underway tomorrow. But, uh, man, let, let's, let's dive into some of the NBA talk. Uh, right now we have a deal between the heat and the blazers. Uh, you know, the team, the team where Dame wants to go. Um, I, I'm just, uh, I'm shocked that the, the, uh, Portland's willing to deal this early. I thought that, I thought they would kind of hang it out a little bit more, but I could also see it too, because they don't want to go into the, uh, into training with Dame on, on their team, you know, he'll be unhappy. I think, you know, they, that whole situation will just be kind of weird. So they're trying to, you know, get him where he kind of wants to go. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Did, did you see the GM, uh, Joe Cronin came out and said that he's willing to wait months. They quoted that. Yeah. And <laughs> for this, to and go it's down. funny you also mentioned that too, because uh, apparently Cronin and Dame haven't talked since, uh, since the free agency started. Yeah. And uh, so, so with, with that happening, you know, there's a little uh, dysfunction there and uh, Dame has come out publicly on Twitter multiple times and his agent has said the only team he wants to go to is Miami. Well, uh, he might be getting his wish uh, Miami uh, in a potential deal right now. And there obviously I, I got to assume that uh, kind of what we talked a little bit about on the last show, Tyler hero is the centerpiece in the trade. Uh, they have three first round picks. Portland wants four first round picks. Um, I got to imagine that it will either be um, Kyle Lowry in the, in a deal or um, the uh, Robinson contract. Uh, one of those guys, I was trying to think who would I want back because Rob Robinson will be, I think he has two years left and Kyle Lowry has one year left. So he'll be an expiring and he'll be a $30 million expiring contract. So, Maybe that maybe that's a little asset that they could trade as well. So maybe that's the guy that they want in the trade. And then also they have uh, you know the other two guys as well as uh, is a uh, Jovic and uh, Jaquez Jr. as well. You know, uh, yeah. so that's another first round pick that they hot they got. And if uh, the Heat have picked Jaquez Jr. and Jovic, I want those guys because guess what? The Heat are good at drafting people and they're good at development. So yeah, when they see something, you might want to uh, you might want to get those pieces in that trade as well. I just uh, I'm curious. Yeah, and I think I think Jovic has been kind of lighting it up in this uh, summer league so far too, from what I've heard. Yeah, and I, the thing is, is I, I wonder if well. the Heat are going to be reluctant to trade one of those two guys in the in this trade. Yeah. Um, if I if I'm the Heat, I'm like, okay, like who who am I going against in this and Maybe they do kind of lowball the offer a little bit and maybe not give Portland everything they want. And like saying, like, who do you want in this trade? Because guess what? Dame doesn't want to come back and you guys aren't going to bring him back. So the longer they wait, I think this plays in favor of the Heat. Yeah, what do you think? I think so, too. Yeah. And I mean, Portland, obviously, what were they in with 33 wins last year? I mean, oh. They're going to need they're going to need all they can get. And like you said, that the Heat are really good at drafting. So. 
Uh, I mean, I think ultimately the Heat will end up winning out on this deal. Do do um, you, I, I I think to be honest, man, I think Portland's gonna win out on this trade. I do because just the potential of what we just talked about. So say if Kyle Lowry just come back, um, Lowry is a good postseason player. Um, he knows how to work the refs. He's a good shooter. Um, God, he kept them in some of those playoff games uh, down the stretch, uh, just him alone. <laughs> yeah. So I think a team's going to look at him like, man, maybe we could give up a, a late first round pick for him. So maybe they could flip Lowry for like a late pick or maybe just something else and get another valuable player. And then also the the Tyler mm-hmm. Hero factor, man. I, In my opinion, he's become underrated now. Um, after all this, like people are just making it seem like, oh, you know, they got to the finals without Tyler Hero. This guy was an awesome scorer, man. Uh, he's such a young player. Uh, you know, he's been, only been in the league five years. Like, um, I would really, I, I, I don't think they can make it work with Hero on their team. But if I was another team out there, I'd be like, cool, we'll take Hero and we'll give you a first round pick. We'll take like, yeah, because I, yeah. I think they, I think a team could possibly get a steal here with Hero. Um, if I'm the, if I was like the Lakers and maybe they can make that work and get a first round pick, I know it would obviously. Um, for salary wise, I, I don't know if it could really make work for them. But you know, if I'm another team and I need a score, and like right now, I'm like, damn, you know, this is a potential spot to go out and get their guy. I wonder if the Mavericks could do something like this. If the Mavericks could, I was just thinking about the Mavs, dude, yeah. that would be awesome for for yeah. a team like that because you just don't, you know, the Kyrie Irving thing is such a question mark. And, you know, if you could go out and get Tyler Hero in this situation, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. I think he would thrive next to Luca. Yeah. So. Yeah, Luca and uh, and Tim and Hardaway. Uh, yeah, Hardaway. They just got Grant Williams. You know, they signed him. Um, that I think that's going to be a valuable piece for them. Also, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving. I mean, uh, I say that reluctantly, but, you know, if, whatever, you know, if <laughs> Kyrie Irving can give you 75% of what he is, then. You know, I think it's a pretty decent squad, but again, uh, what Portland would do um, in return for that, I just, I think they're actually getting a lot for a 32 year old aging superstar. Obviously, you know, Lillard is one of the best. Uh, what I'll say, 12 players in the league, 13, 14 players now in the league, but yeah, he's top 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, when he plays and. He's given a lot to that franchise. He's been there for 11 seasons. I Just the thing is, dude, the last two years of his deal, he's making $60 million each year. It's a lot of money. And so you could just that's get – I mean, money. I think that's an asset, just getting out of that deal. When when he is going to be aged 37 in that and he's going to be a small guard and we know how aging guards don't really do too well. Chris Paul is maybe the exception of that. The exception, But yeah. like – I'm hoping Curry's gonna be the exception to that too, because I would love to see him play for another five years at this level. But uh, <laughs> man, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I would love to get back a 23 year old star. Can you look up how old uh, Tyler Hero is? Um, yeah. You know, j- j- I, I can I call Tyler Hero a star? I, th- I think I call him a star. He's he's 23. Yeah, 23. Okay, I I call him a star. Yeah. I don't know if he's. Ma- I don't. I'd say so. Has I he mean, made an all star yet? Um. Uh. I uh, don't know if he's been an all-star. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Well, let's uh, look that up. He was six man. Six man of the year last year. Um, no, yeah, he, he hasn't been he an hasn't. all-star. But yeah, good six man. Good. Uh, good player. Um, I think what he aver- 
he averaged uh, 20 points last year. So, yeah, I mean, again, just getting getting a guy like him, I, I think, would still really help out um, in as far as, like, getting more assets in return. I think they could really flip it. Um, this would be a lot better than the Rudy Gobert trade. I mean, they wouldn't be getting back as yeah. much. <laughs> but, like, at least the Heat are getting back a quality star and, like, you know, you're not right. making as much of a head scratch as far as like for what this is. I, I, I think I actually do like as this has gone on, I do like the deal for um Portland actually a little bit more than I would like the deal for Miami. Thing it Yeah, I think we'll we'll see once it plays out because like you said, they're they're looking for four first rounders. Uh and then I saw here at least one or two young talents as well. Um, and Miami only has three firsts, so we'll see. Yeah, but, uh, I, I got I to gotta imagine everything's on the board with those guys, like, you know, the, the Jovic, yeah. the Jokic Jr., um, all that. And yeah. I, I, for, I would – I'm telling you right now, I, I would not be surprised if Miami's like, you know, we're not going to put uh, both those guys on the table. You're, you're going to get one of them. And um, mm-hmm. I, I think – I don't think they'll hold the deal for Portland because I, I think, like, like we said, the more, the more they wait, the more this is uh, going to be really bad for them um for portland right i think that's key if they wait if they wait until you know august or something i think they're gonna lose out exactly well maybe this deal will break right after we're done recording so (laughs) and hey real quick harrow led the league in uh free throw percentage last year just a fun little and you know man he the other thing too is he's played in a lot of big minute in big moments he's been in the finals man so like absolutely he averaged 35 minutes a game last year. I mean, how can you see how much he averaged in the finals in 2020? I mean, yeah. I remember back in 2020 when uh, the sports card scene was insane, man. And he, his, his cards just blew up. I, I, again, I never understood why, like when a star does well and their cards just blow up like crazy for, you know, someone who really hasn't ever proven anything. I'm like, uh, it's kind of scary market. <laughs> people just so he played he played 208 let's see it's 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 broken down by series so in the first round he played 129 minutes in four games so 30 something minutes okay. a game the next round he played five games a buck 61 what, so again, what was the average in those for uh, points oh points oh, that's sorry. what i said minutes uh let's see that's a good question I'm on basketball oh, no, reference, you're and it's not broken it's, down. It's not broken yeah. down very well. Oh, here we go. Per game, uh, points per game, sixteen the first round, thirteen the second round, nineteen the third round, and then the finals. It was okay. 14. So, so double okay, digits yeah, down and around. But again, you know, he was a quality guy on the finals team. He was also a quality guy during the season. Six man, you know, uh, six man there for them, and he was going to be a crucial guy for them in the playoffs. Like he was, he was going to be expected to possibly be their second best player in the playoffs, third best player. I should say behind Bam and uh, Butler. My bad, but um, yeah, a, a guy who they could have definitely <laughs> used uh, when it comes to scoring because Jimmy Butler, obviously, we saw, seen him rally gas. So a guy like Hero would have definitely played a big role in that. But yeah, man, uh, we'll we'll talk more about yeah. this maybe next week if the deal goes down here um, in the coming days. Uh, some other some other news. The, um, the NBA approves the exception for for Lonzo. The Bulls are granted 10.2 uh, for the disabled player exception for the season-ending loss of of Lonzo Ball. For the you know because he's God man, the contract's terrible. Um, that he's now gonna miss two full seasons for the Bulls. Um, and when when this team, wow. 
They missed all of this year. Last year when the Bulls were, um, you know, with Lonzo, with DeMar, with all those guys, and uh, Alex Crusoe, man, that team looked really fun, and they were doing really good um, and defensively and everything. And then um, Crusoe got hurt. I think he got pushed by um, – uh god who's the guy in the bucks grayson allen i think got pushed by him or something like that and then yeah. uh then lonzo gets hers man and now he's the he's gonna be out for almost two and a half years dude and two years that's crazy he's he's making he's making a ton of money obviously the bulls are getting some of that money back but um or gonna be able to use that some of that money but man um this probably is gonna be the end for lonzo ball man because he has uh was a the knee injury and it's not looking good man he's been knee problems he could barely even walk they said you know last year or like uh, the beginning of the um the season and it's just uh yeah i can't imagine he's gonna do well um his brother although his brother just got the supermax so you know it's like i i think the yeah i think the lot i think the the whole you know when the bar ball said the suns are gonna be stars i he was uh one third of the way right you know his both, both of his, uh, two of his, three of his sons got big NBA deals. And, uh, you know, one still could prove it out. Once to be a star. Yeah. Remember, remember when that was all first happening? Like, what was that? Like 10 years ago now? Or something? Uh, I think but it was like, well, not, not quite. Yeah. I think it was like 2016, 17, 2017 or 16. Yeah. Cause yeah, it was exactly. a Jason Tatum draft and ball. I remember he, his their dad was on like all these talk shows, all these radio shows, and he's like, "My well, kid," like just talking about his kids constantly. And I mean, hey, I, I man, no, but, man, I, I hated it. I, I couldn't stand watch. I, I couldn't stand yeah, listening to his ass know, on, the, on the thing. But the thing is, yeah. is uh, I, I got to give it to him, man. The guy was right. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He for good reason in yeah. that sense. But yeah, no, it was definitely annoying, and it was just like it, like his kid hadn't even played a game yet, and he's talking about so much. No, I, I mean, and how, but how many times uh, does that even pan out? Like, like if you would have said, you know, over the next six years, like two of his sons are going to be earning you know, over three hundred million dollars worth of NBA contracts, you would probably, I, I definitely right. would have laughed back then because I would have laughed because yeah, um, yeah. not like I was rooting against them, you know, like I was just more annoyed at the dad because he was just, you know, just <laughs> yeah. got tired of hearing him. And part of that's due to ESPN too, because ESPN just gave him a platform whenever he wanted. Cause it was just good ratings. Absolutely. It's just like, you know, Absolutely. but yeah, that, uh, that was part of it back then. But yeah, man, enough, enough basketball talk kind of over it. Well, real quick. How about, how about LeBron saying he's, he said I, last night, the SB. I don't even, uh, I don't even want to touch on it. LeBron was never going anywhere. <laughs> I was not never even yeah, fooled by think that. He was um, and then how about the rule change? You see the two rule changes uh, for good. Go, go ahead and say it for second second coaches challenge. If the first is successful, yeah, that was a that was an easy one. And then it, I figured that was going to happen. Yeah, and then the in game flopping penalty. Um, um, and they were they were both unanimous. You're, you're right, and this one I do love the the in game yeah. flopping one. Uh, that needs to be addressed because it's it's Absolutely. such a a difference maker when a player is able to flop and uh, get away with it. But now, now that there's right. going to be a penalty against it, it's like, man, it, this is going to be really like just a big game changer. And players are now going to have to rethink about, Oh, am I going to try to actually draw this charge or am I going to try to, you know, yeah. pretend like I got hit in the face. It's and it's a technical. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what, yeah. that's what I love. Yeah. I love that. They didn't make it a personal foul that they made it a technical. Yeah. Uh, because Absolutely. if they would have just made it a personal foul, well, some players, well, oh, okay, well, it's just a foul. They don't care. But yeah. it being a technical and, um, you know, giving up a point and stuff, and the players are definitely going to rethink it because 
Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, can you imagine if they did something like that in soccer? Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> the game I would know. change. Well, it was, with soccer, it's a little bit different because like, it's, I think it'll be harder to prove in soccer because players are kind of constantly running into each other. Like in basketball, it's like th- some of these are just ridiculous. And don't be wrong. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like some of the yeah. some of the players in soccer, of course, they're ridiculous too. But the way that they're running up and you know down at it, it's like a little bit different from how uh, basketball is uh, officiated. Right. But uh, I definitely love uh, both rule changes. Good job for bringing that up. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, the second coach's challenge, that was an easy one. I'm, I don't understand why that wasn't put in. I don't know why they didn't have that in the beginning yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, if you get the first one right, why do I lose it? Is it like the, you know, in baseball, it's right. like, you know, and the, the thing is they, what they need to do is they need to make it fast. Like in baseball, it's bam, 30 seconds. It's quick. It's quick. Yeah. In the NBA, it's like five freaking minutes. Sometimes take, they'll go to two commercial oh my breaks. God, the yeah, worst exactly. of the worst, dude. Yeah. So Again, you want to talk – baseball has done a great job with shortening the game. Well, the NBA needs to do the same thing. They need to shorten their damn games because it's way too long. I know it's not very sportsmanlike yeah. to me. I mean <laughs> – but, yeah, man. Let, let's uh, let's talk some baseball, man. Uh, we got we got a lot of news here over the last, uh, well, I guess 48 hours since we talked. Uh, the biggest one being Yankees are linked to Shohei Otani. Um, they have seen, they are seen as the most motivated quote, quote from Buster Olney. Yeah. He broke that today. Um, um, on, uh, get up. I was trying to think of the show. Um, it's like, he said, quote, he said, you got to start with the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees. Uh, he also said the, the Rangers, the Rays, and maybe a small handful of teams. Uh, the Rangers were a team that we talked about the other day. Remember like, okay, what team, but oh, yeah. again, they're in, within the division. I just, don't see Art Moreno trading him to the Yankees because I think he despises the Yankees. The the with uh, there's like a little rivalry between those two teams. Um, they've had some playoff runs over the last two decades, and I just do not see Artie Moreno um, doing it. But then again, it's like if the Yankees are going to give up a whole lot. Like, why wouldn't you not do it for a player who has half a season left on your team? And still, again. You don't know if Shohei Otani is gun going to not come back to you guys. Maybe he's like, you know, yeah, trade me. Like I know you guys can't win right now, but see what you, see what this team does in the second half, and maybe you get a boatload of stuff in return, and maybe there are some pieces there you could possibly trade in the off season. And also, like, who can you sign in the off season? You know, it's like you have maybe Trout coming back. Then maybe they don't trade Trout, but you know, it's like, uh, that that's what I would do. I just, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, we'll have to see because we got, what is it? Now we're at like three weeks or so until the trade deadline, not even. We're getting yeah, close exactly. to two weeks yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It's three weeks. And the Yankees still don't have Judge back. And there, there's no timetable uh, when they have him know, back. You wonder. But. Right. You wonder if they just pick Shohei up for half the season and just see. Well, then, I mean, they kind of have to, man. I mean, Buster Olney pointed out earlier, you got Stanton, you have Judge, you have Garrett Cole. And it's not like they're these guys are young, you know. You have those three guys right there who are in, you know, in the midst of, I guess, their quote quote prime, you know. And it's like, uh, you know, as they get old, as they get older, it's like this team, you know, they're going to start having question marks soon. Like, are they, you know, maybe this is Cashman's last go here. If the Yankees don't do it, there's Cashman gone. I mean, I I would for sure think that Aaron Boone will be gone after this year if they don't make it work. Yeah. Uh, Yankees are sitting here at 49 and 42. They're eight games behind the Rays. Um, anything could happen. 
we, we've seen, we, we talked about uh, Cespedes a, f- a few uh, weeks ago with what kind of impact a yeah. player like that caliber and show he's the best player we're probably ever going to see in the league. Um, why don't you try to go out and get that guy if he does become available? That's the, that's the other thing. Does Artie Mariano get that thought out of his head? Oh, I can't, you know, I don't want to be the person that traded Otani. And then the other caveat, which I think is the bigger deal is, well, you let that guy go. What'd you get in return? Oh, we got nothing in return. Oh, that's great. So you had, you had a losing season right. and you let the greatest player of potentially of all time go for nothing. That's great. Get what you can yeah. for him. Just, just, you, you have to. And, and then, it, and who knows? I mean, like it, it just gives them, yeah, I think it gives them a little more leverage if they were to make the move, uh, prior to the all-star or prior to the trade deadline. Um, because if you wait, you wait for him to go to free agency, then you're going to have, you know, we've already talked about four or five teams that could potentially be, you know, front runners for him. And obviously we talked, I've talked about six times that the Dodgers uh, have shown interest. Uh, oh yeah. And, and they have, you know, they have the flexibility and the money to do it. So then they have to fight to get them. It's like, you could pick them up now and well, then, you know, figure yeah, it out for the next, I don't know, three months. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what team is, you know, going to be willing to pay the capital to get him? Cause I mean, the price is going to be right. all time high. Yeah. Right. And like you said, then, then they have something if they, if they don't like the way he's playing, he maybe he doesn't gel with the team. Maybe he doesn't gel with the coaches Then they have, they can get something for him. You know? Again, I, I'm, I'm a thing around among the handful of guys thinking that Otani's not going to be the guy that says, I want the most money out there. I don't think it's about that. No, it's no, about no. what team will put him in the best winning situation. He wants to win. And yeah. where does he want to play and how close is he to home and like all this stuff. It's like, so Again, which is why I think he, I think the three teams that you'll see him on next year are going to be the Angels, the Dodgers, or the Mariners. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, I think they, that's kind of how they talked about it, like the beginning of the season too. They were talking that he wanted to stay yeah. west, you know, west I, side of the. I, of the I'm waiting for the odds to come out because I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna put like a few hundred dollars on Seattle because I know that's gonna be some. Yeah, I think it's gonna be go. like plus five hundred. I think Dodgers and um, will be favored and. Yankees will be favored to sign him, but I think the dark horse is going to be the Seattle Mariners to, to go out and get that yeah. guy. But and man, what a team they would be! Oh my god, man. they they would because they're great right now. They well, just you know they haven't been playing the best, but they've got a great lineup. They've got some solid pitching. Well, you, you mentioned yeah, they haven't been playing the best, but man, they've been for as terrible as they started. They're forty five and forty four. Yeah, um, they they yeah. found something, man, and they're they're in a division where uh, right now, I mean. Houston's not playing that great. They're, they're dealing with a bunch of injuries. Altuve's no. on the IL again. Uh, Jordan's hurt. Um, Texas is sort of reeling from what they, from the hot start they did. Um, so, man, if if Seattle could go out and get them, but again, will the Angels even do that? Or maybe Arter Mano just talks it back in his head. Oh, he's like, we're only one game out of 500, even though after losing five in a row and losing nine of 10, it's like, man, this team. Dude, they were just six games over five hundred. So, so quick. Man. I know. Yeah, and Seattle and Seattle. There and if you look at the wild card right now, the Angels are five back out of a wild card spot, and Seattle's four. Yeah. So, I mean, they're really neck and no, neck. They, they both are. If the Angels could pick it up, but they, Seattle's been winning. That's the well, thing. they have like they have a far better the team. Angels have. They just have a far better team. Like yeah. they're like, you know, when you know with the Mike Trout injury, it just it really throws everything it just up in the air, man. At this point. Um, well, and that's happened. We've seen that yeah, happen so many times. Last too, year. And I hate to not, I, I hate to knock Trout, but yeah, I mean, last year, I mean, again, this year, and 
and this was just on a swing. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, if I remember right, yeah, he didn't even get hit or anything. He just swung the bat, and then all of a sudden he was like, "All right, I'm out of yeah, here." It, <laughs> yeah, it 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 stinks, man. I mean, because now it's like three of the last yeah. four years where Trout's had these just different kind of injuries. Last year was back. Yeah. This year, it, you the know, back. like the, the career ending yeah, back never injury. Again and, well, he's back. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Let, let's move on from Watani. We talked about a lot of him on Tuesday. Um, but that was a, an interesting um, piece, though, by uh, by Buster Olney to drop there. Um, and then also, uh, we just got some news from uh, John Heyman from the New York Post. He said that uh, that he said that the Brewers um, are actually all in on winning. Um, there, there is no Burns on the trade block. He said their GM, their GM cannot say we are trying to win baseball games. That they might not be sellers. Um, again, they're what seven games over 500. Just looking at them, uh, they are seven over 500 and they're a half game out of a wild card spot tied with the Phillies yeah, they, right now. And that, that's the right move. They should be trying to win. They should be all in. They should be. They, they paid because they could, they, I mean. they paid yellage all that money. Um, they have burns. They have, they have, if the pitching could click, they have just as good as pitching as almost anybody in baseball. They have a Cy Young winner on their team and Burns, although he will be a free Peralta. agent. Exactly. They have Peralta. They have mm-hmm. um, uh, Woodruff. And they also have uh, Lauer and uh, missing one other guy. But they have a decent one through four. And they have one of the best closers in baseball, even though they traded uh, Hader last year. Um, Hader's been absolutely uh, phenomenal this year by the way man guys i know dude. <laughs> every time he hits a home run or something you text me dude like, uh, i um i no sorry did i say hater no i meant um yeah yeah, yeah josh hater you're thinking of bader yeah, i was thinking, you're thinking of bader, bader man <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, bad, yeah. that bad luck trouble of mine <laughs> um dude no no yeah, uh, josh hater who's been absolutely lights out man but yeah and um so like but uh uh, for for the Padres, his ERA is one point oh eight right now. One thing about the All Star game, and I know we'll, we'll actually talk about that next. I, I kind of skipped over that, but uh, I couldn't believe that Kimbrel uh, was closing the game over Hater. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I thought I thought this would be classic Kimbrel and just blow. Not not classic Kimbrel. He's won a World Series, but I, I thought he was gonna blow it. <laughs> and, um, it was yeah, close, man. I mean, he started off with I think two strikeouts, he, and then he walked yeah. two, and it was like a bunch. Had of them both counts, on two strike counts too. I mean. I mean he could pitch like 30 pitches yeah. in that last As a Philly fan, were you a little worried? Crazy. I yeah. was, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, because I was excited that he got the, I mean, he got the nod because somebody got hurt. I think it was actually, now that we're talking about the Brewers, if I'm not mistaken, Devin Williams? Brewers closer. Yeah. I think that's why Kimbrell got in. He got hurt or something. Oh, I, 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 didn't, I might be wrong. I might be wrong there, but somebody got hurt. And, and so they put I Kimbrell didn't see in. that. He didn't get the, yeah, he didn't get the start. He was like a, well, you know, a reserve well, De- player. Devin Williams, who has been there, who has been the Brewers closer, um, and that, that was the whole re- that was the whole reason why they felt good about trading Josh Hader uh, last year and got what they did in return. Yeah. They actually got a pretty good haul in return for him. Um, yeah, I mean, th- again, they should be trying to win. They have a good squad. Uh, they just need to pick up like another bat. They need a bat because. Um, God, I'm gonna look up and down their lineup really quick, but God, I can't imagine that they have anybody on their. I don't think they have anybody who. Nobody's uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I think Yelich has been their best yeah. hitter. Which Yelich is two eighty four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Adamas, who's supposed to be probably their second best player, 
guy. What is he hitting? He's batting a sorry 213. He's 213. Yeah, with 16 Jesse homers. Winker, who another supposed to be a big batter there. He's batting 200. Uh, Contreras, uh, I guess he's been their other best hitter. He's batting 262. Owen Miller, he's batting 285. Luke Voigt. Oh, my God. Luke Voigt really hasn't been yeah, playing yeah. much. Yeah, Luke Voigt. He was a, yeah. a sign. I mean, but, man, yeah, they don't, they don't have a – they have like five guys in a lineup that are like averaging 200 dude outside of yellage and you know how this game is seven games over i mean like credit credit to great counsel man i mean he was pulling the right buttons at the right time you know get Absolutely. uh and it all goes back again to that dominant pitching man pitching is awesome they win close yeah. games um that's for sure uh but yeah moving on from moving on from the brew crew we um we got some other other news here um earlier that uh well you see the cardinals are open for business um that was one thing yep. and then also the dodgers are interested in lucas giolito that i, that, I think yeah. that's probably the biggest he's gonna be one of the biggest pitching names out there him and uh shane beaver if they do you know make him available um burns was one of the guys who was thought to be available for the most part um, but now that the Brewers are saying that, I, I want, I mean, unless they lose nine out of 10, like the angels, I, I, they probably won't be talking about that, but they're, they're in the division yeah. that they easily win. So, um, yeah, I guess Giolito, if the Dodgers could snag him up, I think he probably will be the hottest pitching name on the market unless the Mets decide to sell and trade off some of their guys. But uh, yeah, there's been rumors around here of, of Nola potentially going up for trade. That's not going to happen too, Dem- but uh, I don't Dombrowski think doesn't happen. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. for, for whoever is uh, saying that about the Phillies, just remember who the uh, GM there is, <laughs> Dave Dombrowski. It's not so. Exactly. And it's all local guys that are saying that, too. So, uh, I mean, and he's the most tenured Philly, too. I, I just don't think. That well, are... again, Dombrowski does not do that. He he, he loves to overpay. Stuff, yeah. I guarantee you guys will overpay him in the offseason. Um, well, the thing <laughs> is, too, it's like you guys are just coming off a World Series appearance. Um, he's not going to bolster anyone like that his goal is to win world series at all costs and um, you guys will Absolutely. be bringing in some names i think over yeah. over that but uh yeah i'm not i'm not gonna even take any of the air nola news he, if you guys wouldn't explain as bad <laughs> as the mets were I, I would totally believe that but um with, with that even being said it's like there there's just no way that that would even happen no Yo, and and we're back, uh, man. Let's uh, get back into talking some uh, more trade news. You got the uh, Air, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals about to say Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they said uh, their their GM came out and said uh, uh, we're going to trade some people, but not wavering the white flag, focusing with the focus being on twenty twenty four. So um, they are waving the white flag. But let me just uh, tell that yeah. they're they're buried. They're thirty eight fifty two. They have to. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. Right. Unless they rally, uh, they're eleven and a half games out of first place of the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds don't think they're wavering at all. I would not be surprised if they actually make a move or two. Um, they should. They better capitalize on this year because it's just a very unique to be in the spot that they are. Um, but uh, yeah, man. The FanGraphs gives the St. Louis Cardinals a six point four percent chance of making the playoffs. And uh, baseball perspective gives them a 4.5% chance. Um, that being said, uh, less with less than half the season to go, I would think that the Cardinals are going to be uh, sellers. 
I don't know if that's going to be Nolan Arenado, who's under contract through 2027. Um, Jordan Montgomery, baby. Maybe, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he's <laughs> – I got to imagine, I think he's on the last year of his deal with them. Um, yeah. Uh, who else? Let's see. No, no, actually, sorry. He just got re- he's got resigned. But, yeah, I think he'll be a quality starter to go out. Go out. That, and this was their issue, man. Their, their issue this year was starting pitching. They didn't bolster the starting pitching, pitching. last year, and they paid for it. Um, yep. you know, so if he's a name, uh, if uh, Wilson Contreras has a name, Flaherty, Jack Flaherty, yeah, I would trade him right away uh, before he gets hurt again. Uh, yeah. Miles My- Miklas, they just extended him to like a two-year deal right before the season started. Uh, do they trade him? Paul Goldschmidt, he's the he's the other one because he could hit the open market yeah. in 2025, so he has about another year and a half, sorry, uh, two years of control. Um, I don't think he'll be moved. But That's that would be right, an yeah. interesting bat to be moved. We just talked about the Brewers. Um, obviously, I don't think the Cardinals would trade him in division. But that's the kind of bat that the Brewers would need. And a lot of teams could use. Uh, someone like him who just won the MVP, um, I think the Cardinals get a lot in return for him. Um, maybe not Shohei Otani return, but like, or even Juan Soto return. But three or four quality prospects come back, I think. It, so, so. So I'm looking at this article right now on Fan Nation, okay. uh, Sports Illustrated, and uh, they're saying that the Red Sox, there's rumors that the Red Sox are interested in Montgomery, Paul DeJong, and Jordan Hicks. Interesting. So they're talking about potentially doing a three-team deal with the cards for those three guys. Yeah, three, a three-player deal. And that, and that's what I meant, three-player. Uh, no. And that was written uh, five hours ago. So that's Is that recent. rumored by or reported by anybody? Uh, report it just says Red Sox reportedly connected to trio of Cardinals as trade deadline years. Yeah. So I don't know how accurate it is, but it, it would be interesting. And b- by the way, Montgomery is only on the he he's on the last year of his deal. Um, but uh, yeah, him and Flaherty both they'll both be free agents to be. Um, Jordan Hicks, who is a pretty good um, play, uh, you know Paul DeYoung, I, I like. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about those I mean, names. The, line, the linebacker for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about those two really. I mean, I if you yeah. want to look up to see what, what they're batting, I can't imagine they're batting a whole lot. But, um, but yeah. Well, Jordan Hicks is a reliever. His ERA right now is three point nine three. Okay, not bad. Yeah, yeah. One he, win, five losses, seven saves. He he comes in sometimes for um. They used him last year in the starting role as well. So I mean, he's a little bit better as a reliever, I guess. But yeah. Um, but having him, I would be shocked. The Red Sox did that. I just again, I mean, then again, I, I can't, I can't write them off for dead. I wrote them off for dead. Think twice this year, and then I, I a few times. Yeah. yeah. So Dejong's been a two thirty one, yeah. but with twelve homers. Maybe so. in maybe uh, there in if I if I was that if I were the Red Sox, I'd be like, oh cool. What what it, what would it cost us to get Nolan Arenado? Although they have Rafael Devers, yeah. I um you know move move one, move him over to short and just kind of or maybe to second. Um, I, well, I was going to say DeJong is a shortstop too, so that's why I was a little confused. Well, no, I mean, I'd be more interested in Arenado just because Arenado rakes right. in Fenway, like owns Fenway, yeah. dude. I'd, I'd be yeah. like, oh, cool. You know, what would it cost to get that and maybe to take the remainder of that contract um, off you guys? Because, you know, if they're selling it in and they're focusing on next year or maybe the year after, it's like, well, maybe, you know, that uh, with an aging superstar like like an Arenado, like maybe we could get this guy off our books. We, you know, we tried it for a few years and we got the best years out of him possible. 
and maybe he has two more really good years and the Red Sox will eat that money. I would entertain that trade. What yeah, else? Absolutely. I mean, I, and I love, Where's I love Nolan Arenado. I don't want to see him on the Red Sox either, but you know, would be, uh, yeah, would be right. something. Uh, yeah, he's got one, two, three, four. He's, free, he's got five, four, four or five more years. Yeah, on free agents after a 2027 season. So 28, he'll be a free agent. Yeah. And he'll be 37 years old at that point. Yeah, I can't. He's he's earned a good contract. I think he had an eight-year, $240 million extension from the from the Rockies back when they uh, before they gave him away for nothing. Right away, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, outside outside those uh, Cardinals, man. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be seeing names left and right come up. Um, I, I think the Cubs, I think you'll see their name come up sooner or later. They're not exactly yeah. out of it just yet. But I think um, we'll be seeing it some, you know, they have, I I think they're still a year away. And I think you'll see Bellinger's name on the market. They'll maybe get a decent return for him. Um, you know, they have some starters they could trade away as well. And I, I still think yeah. they're uh, in a rebuilding year. I think they have one more season before they actually become uh, legit contenders. And also we didn't make his mention Marcus Stroman, who we talked about, you know, before, but like, um, I gotta imagine he'll be moving too because they haven't extended him yet, and if, um, you know if they want to sell high on you know a starter, he might be the best available starter out there. Actually, yeah, he's got fourteen. He leads the league in quality starts, or he's tied. Yeah, and uh, he has another year and a half control. So, I um, I would not blame would not blame them uh, to trade him. I mean, because if you think think what the Dodgers will give up for Giolito, I'd rather have Stroman than Giolito. Uh, I would too. I mean, he's he's having a better year, Stroman. He's had better years in years yeah. past before you. So, I uh I would see what the I would entertain the idea of we'll see what the Cubs would give up for uh, Mark Stroman. But yeah, uh, a lot of things to come um, here over the next few weeks as uh, we get closer to the trade deadline. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna start picking up. We're gonna. I think we're gonna see like we said in the last show. We're gonna see yeah. a lot of big I, trades, not big trades, but we're gonna see a lot of trades with some key players. Yeah, I just I just can't wait for the day that we read headlines. Shohei Otani traded to blank blank Otani. blank. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, be... man, I really hope it's not the Yankees. Honestly, that be a little. Uh, There's some know. Yankee fans in my life that I would like. I was texting you. I'm like Judge and Otani playing together, and like I don't. I'm not like all high up on Judge, but. Just, just. I mean, they got they got a solid lineup. Yeah. They got Stanton. They, they they got some names on their team. Their their bats just don't hit though. I mean, with the Otani, but they don't hit right with, with yeah. what he would do in Yankee Stadium. Oh my God, man, he would. I think he'll break Judge's record, no problem. He yeah. could, yeah. Oh man, man, can you imagine those guys going back to back on the same team, shooting for that record like that? Well, that that's the kind of stuff I think yeah, about. It's both like, the guys that were racing the MVP on the same team last year. I mean, that's what it would be. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, man, I I just. I can't wait to see what more names come available because I mean, I really think the Cardinals are open for business, and I think they would move Arenado. Maybe they would make they would move Goldschmidt and just kind of do a not full rebuild, but God, man, um, they need to do something. I mean, what Goldie was MVP. Well, last they year. they ran they I mean, ran this team back you know two years in a row, and they're they're just they're having the same issues with the pitching. I would you know I would bolster yeah. up my their pitching prospects and just try to go at it from there, you know. Yeah, and just kind of go from that. I remember a few years ago they were fined. Do you do you remember this? Um, I think that they were they were cheating and like they were cheating off the Houston Astros or something like that. Where from their their farm system 
they were like reading the intel or something like that from their farm system and they they were they got punished and uh knocked a few picks and stuff like that um I don't, I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, look that up maybe for next show and kind of revisit that. But yeah, but I wonder like you know that that has something to do with their lack lack of prospects. You know, because they they were a team that would bring up some quality players over the years, and they I don't know they just haven't done that really, especially with like starting pitching. I remember they brought up like Michael Walker back in the day. Uh, they've yeah. had Adam Wainwright for fifty years. Like, he'll also be on. The, <laughs> he'll also maybe be on the trade. Maybe they don't trade Wainwright. Out of respect, so according according to fan fan graphs, they have the fifteenth best, so right in the middle of the pack as far as farm systems go. Yeah, not terrible, not bad. So not terrible, not, yeah. not great either. I mean, but yeah. Um, let's uh let's get into it, man. Uh, a blast from the trade past. I wanted to. This one just kind of came to mind, since it is his last year. I hope so, at least in baseball. Uh, we're gonna revisit. Uh, the deal that made Miguel Cabrera a Detroit Tiger. Um, do you want to start this one off, Steve, or you want me to go? Uh, you, why don't you start okay. it off? Yeah, man. So yeah. Uh, the Marlins and the Tigers made a, a trade back in 2007. Uh, crazy, man. It's like, I can't believe this was this long ago. It was, this, it was December 4th, 2007. The Tigers made a blockbuster trade with the Marlins. Uh, the headliner on the, of the deal was, of course, Miguel Cabrera, who is definitely one of the greatest players to ever play the game. He played five uh, seasons with the Fish, um, helped them win a World Series in 2003, and he was one of the big reasons they won that World Series against the Yankees. Uh, he's absolutely amazing, and he, man, dude, he would only get better from there. Um uh, he, it was him and Dontrell Willis in a trade um, for, and we look look at these names. So uh, <laughs> they went to the Tigers. Dontrell Willis, who finished in second in Cy Young voting in 2005. So uh, he had 22 wins um, that year. So he would get traded a year and a half later um, to um, the Marlins. And the Marlins would end up getting Burke Baden-Hop. Frankie Dela Cruz, don't know any of the, who those guys are, but I do, do know these names: Cameron Maben, Andrew Miller. Uh, Andrew Miller was probably the best player out of all this, and uh, we'll come, we'll bring up their stats here. And last player in that deal was Mike Robello. Um, he uh, and uh, sorry, lifelong <laughs> uh, minor leaguer Dallas Tahern Trahern. Um, again. Don't don't know who that was, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, God, how did the Marlins? I mean, it, it's like it's like the Tigers went fishing. They caught the Marlin, and there was that was just the biggest reward fish out there. And you know that fish ended up being Miguel Cabrera. I mean, how do you get a franchise yeah. changing player for almost absolutely nothing like this? Um, you know, World Series, you know, guy who's just you know on that path. Uh, later became a triple crown winner. Um, some of the guys, so we talked about, we were talking about this a little bit pre-show. So Baden hop gave the Marlins four seasons, uh, 250 innings, mostly in relief had a four, had a 4.34 ERA, um, and hardly added any value to the club. Dela Cruz would only pitch nine innings for the team and deliver an 
18.0 ERA. Rebello hit a sorry 202 in his 122 plate appearances in the 2008 season. He would never really see any of the major leagues again. Maven and Miller were the only players who would have long, successful major league careers. However, their best days were not with the Marlins, who at the time, the Marlins, man, just absolute stink show for about a decade, dude, after this trade. Yeah. I mean, God. Um, Maven uh, batted 257 um, with them in, in his three seasons. Uh, Miller, who didn't see his best seasons uh, for a while, actually, his ERA with the with the fish were was a five point eight nine ERA, two hundred twenty innings of work. Uh, Andrew Miller would later have his best yeah. years. I was gonna say that last season with the with the fish, eight point five four ERA Christ. in nine in starts or seven starts. Wow. Yeah, brutal. um, I mean, you could instantly say that Miguel Cabrera was. I mean, or that the Tigers were the uh, winners of this deal. You, um, God, I need to look up Do- Dontrell Willis's stats. I, I did not look his other stats up. Um, oh, I just closed that. No, you're and, good. I'm and, looking uh, I just was looking too right before they picked him up. Um, in September, in September of '07, he hit his hundredth RBI, and he joined David Ortiz, A. Rod, Albert Pujols. Mark Teixeira, Bobby Abreu, and Vladimir Guerrero as the only players to reach 100 RBIs in the in the last four seasons prior to that. Jesus, so, uh, those are the names that he was. Hitting how many? With. Uh, say, say those names again, and uh, we'll go by Hall of Famers. Uh, David Ortiz, A Rod, A Royd, A Rod. Excuse me. Maybe a Hall of Famer. One Al- Albert Pujols, uh, absolutely yeah, Hall of maybe. Famer. Uh, Mark Teixeira, um, Bobby Abreu. Two of the great, two of the, and, and you know, some of the best players have played in the last 20 years right there. Yeah. And then Vladdy. And senior. he's the Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those are the, that's who he was keeping up with in his fourth season. And those guys have been, I mean, and, half those guys are retired by then. I mean, and yeah. Cabrera, who should be a unanimous Hall of Famer as well, um, as he yeah. finishes there. Uh, just real quick, back to Dontro Willis. Uh, didn't have great seasons after, after his, um, you know, his uh no. tr- after the trade, so 2008 9.38 ERA and 7.49 ERA in 2009 with the Tigers. Um, didn't pit, you know he was hurt both years. He only pitched 24 innings in 2008 and only pitched 33.2 innings in 2009. So uh, maybe the maybe the Marlins knew something there because he pitched 200 innings for the Marlins for uh for the three prior seasons with them. Um, the year they won the World Series, pitch 160.2 uh, innings in 2004, pitch 197 innings. So apparently they maybe knew something there. Um, yeah, and he led the league in earned he, runs. He was also that year he got traded. He was also rookie of the year in 2003. So um, again, I I just don't understand what the Marlins were doing. That I, maybe they were just afraid to let these guys walk. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I again just don't just don't get it. Really, like. Uh, Miguel Cabrera was a rookie in 2003 as well. I mean, God, man, they really hit on it. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. I mean, it was the perfect. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. Uh, World Series MVP, right? Uh, Miguel Cabrera, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or uh, no, am I wrong? Two uh, AL MVP two times. Yeah, he won the AL MVP nah, World twice. Series. Nah, he wasn't World Series no, MVP. Okay. Nah, but he's a 12-time All Star. Yeah, 12-time All Star. Uh, 
And if you notice, it's funny too because we're talking you know, how how the Tigers benefited. But if you look at if you look at the numbers, he was an All Star from '04 to '07, and then he wasn't an All Star again until 2010. Oh man! So once he got traded to Detroit, yeah, not I, yeah, I'm not saying he didn't play well, yeah. but he, he wasn't an, he wasn't picked as an All Star. Took him a few years to get back into it. Yeah, and, and, and actually in the World Series, and that's just popularity thing. I think I think a lot of that's just a popularity thing. In the yeah, in the World Series, he actually went four for twenty four, uh, batted one sixty seven. It was the NLCS where he killed it uh, against the Cubs. That's what it he was, batted yeah. three thirty three, and against the Giants in the um, NLDS, he batted two eighty six. Um, yeah, not bad for a rookie. And uh, no, you know. He he didn't do well in the 2011 really playoff run and uh, the in the World Series when they got there in 2012 he batted 231. Um, like I say, he was the the greatest clutch hitter in in the World Series when it came to it. But again, uh, one of the best hitters you'll ever see in this game, triple crown winner like like you just mentioned. Um, and in his first and it's funny because you say that because his first major league game he hit a walk off homer. <laughs> Did he really? Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, against the Rays. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. I mean, but dude, he just he just hit the ball and he hit it all sides he of the field. He was nineteen. He was nineteen when he made his start. Wow. That's crazy. And dude, he like again, man, he just he hit all sides of the field. He had doubles. Um, he had singles, man. It just you know with with Cabrera, you almost could pencil men for two hundred hits almost every year. Going so so in two thousand four, hit one seventy seven. Then 198, 195, 188, 180, 198, 180, 197, 205, 193, 191. Um, in 2015, he had one, uh, 145, but he only, he only played 119 games, so he was hurt that year. So he was on his way to uh, those numbers. 188 the next year, 117, uh, and then he, uh, he was hurt in 2018, 2019. He had 139 hits. Um, I mean, dude, like he he has faded, like. His batting average has dwindled over the last three years, but I mean, st- still, yeah. man, like just what a what a great career he's had, and uh, yeah, he he joined the 500 homers club, yeah. and the 3,000 hit club, and he's the seventh player in MLB history to reach both of those. Yeah, um, so. like I said, man, should be a unanimous Hall of Famer. Um, the winners of this trade, absolutely, the Tigers getting a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. And the Marlins, you are the absolute losers for trading away a player that helped you guys, uh, two players actually, that helped you guys win the World Series. And uh, you are the losers of this uh, last century. <laughs> Sorry. And they're, and they're finally starting to, they're, well, and that's funny too, because they're finally starting to look like a team again these past, like yeah. this year and even a little bit of last year. But this year they're, they're, they're playing 13 well, games I mean. over. Yeah, I was just looking at it earlier. Uh, I think that's what it was. There are uh, fourteen games over five hundred. Eight 14, and a half, yeah, back from the Braves. The Braves just dominated, but um, yeah, man, uh, we'll we'll see what they can do. Uh, I think they made the playoffs a few years ago, but I think that was like one of their only playoff appearances in the last uh, decade and a half. Decade, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've they really have not been a good franchise uh, since all that. So, uh, I'm rooting for them. I want to see them do well. Um, yeah, because I really like a lot of players. Yeah, they're they're in the division. They're in the division, but they I like yeah, I like a lot of their players. I mean, they got good pitching. They definitely made out. I mean, it's it's funny too because right now we're talking about how they lost out on that trade and and look at what they got with Arias now this year. I mean, exactly. They definitely won that trade. No, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, 
they they, they got that because I mean they have really good starting pitching and they have the best hitter in baseball. I mean right now. I yeah. say sl- yeah, and they gave up. They gave up one of their, you know, top three pitchers there with Pablo Lopez. You know what's funny is I don't even think he was one of their top three pitchers. If you look at Braxton Garrett, Edwin Cabrera, Sandy Alcantara, and then also uh, Yuri, you know, and then they brought up uh, that's true, Yuri uh, Perez is uh, that's his name. That's true. Yeah. Uh, with him, I mean, dude, that's that's four pitchers there where it's like, um, yeah. I'll take any of them over Pablo Lopez. Like, yeah, absolutely. And Lopez yeah. has been terrific for um, for for uh. The I, I can't say terrific, but he's been great in uh, for for it's the twins. Good, yeah. Is he already? Yeah. Is it still over four? Um, let's see. Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez. Yeah, uh, three point eight nine. Okay, so just under four. Um, yeah, I got to say the Marlins are absolutely winning that trade as of right now. They're definitely winning that trade, though. But, yeah, but again, <laughs> still a young player. He's only twenty seven years old, uh, and the Twins were able to lock him up for a few years. So. Uh, good, good for them. Yeah. I hope both players. I hope uh, both teams win on this trade. So, yeah, yeah maybe you know, I don't, I don't mind the Maybe in a few years, we'll be looking at this as a one of those win-win trades. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I think uh, I think that's all we got for here today, Steve. I think we ended it great. Uh, any on Miggy as uh, we we head into the last bit of his career, man. Um, you know, got games back tomorrow. We'll be back on uh, yeah. Tuesday for the show. And uh, yeah, man, we'll go from there. I appreciate everybody uh, for listening to today's podcast. Uh, do, please do not forget to subscribe uh, to the podcast and share it with your fellow sports fan. You baseball, football, as it, we get into, as the NFL gets closer, we'll be talking a lot of that. And uh, when the NBA comes back, we'll be talking some more NBA as well. Give uh, me a shout. Give me and Steve a shout out. Um, leave us a rating and review. That's how the show grows. And uh, we we'll look forward to speaking to you guys all next time.